Welcome to the Julie Lawton Living Podcast, the place to get advice, tips, and tricks to building the life and luxury home of your dreams with 30-year business owner, designer, and builder, Julie Lawton. It all starts with a good plan. This is Julie Lawton Living. Hi, guys. It's Julie Lawton. Welcome back to the Julie Lawton Living Podcast. Before we get started, don't forget to click the link in the show notes to the seven simple steps to a five-star process. This week, we're talking about honesty and transparency and knowing who you're working with. I think honesty and transparency is number one, because if you're not honest and transparent, it turns into, I hate to use this word, but a shit show. I mean, because then the client starts to mistrust you and what the fuck are you doing? And why did you make these mistakes? And oh my God, I can't stand that. Because the minute you're you lie or anyone lies, you stop the trust, the trust flow of trust stops. And then you got the bridge comes tumbling down and you're out standing on two cliffs and you can't get to each other because you just blew up the bridge because you screwed up and lied or you screwed up and made a mistake. Now making a mistake is okay if you admit and show and tell why, because, hey, people make typos and mistakes and additions all day long wrong. But if you actually screw up to the point where you're covering your butt and lying because you actually did something wrong and or maybe you're just a bad person you're trying to get over on somebody boom you there's the bridge it's blown up and you now you've created a a canyon between you and your client or you and your sub and you and your vendor and there's no communication there's no trust so yeah trust and uh open openness and transferring is is how we survive because if you're actually good and a good person and like most of us and you're, you're trying, you know, you can't break the trust by, you know, uh, not being transparent and not telling the truth. It just tell the truth. That's a, that's, that's, and then it solves everything. You know, speaking about trust and transparency and things getting blown up. I've had so many phone calls over the years. I mean, 50% of my jobs in the beginning of my career started with homeowners calling me saying, I hired the wrong person. I need to get out of this. I don't know what to do. How do I do this? And, or they ask you how to get on back on track with the wrong person. And then we realize that the person needs to be removed. But um, it's been, I've had thousands of calls about how to fix the situation when someone's been dishonest or broken the rules or the laws or the, you know, what govern our ethics and our, and our actually laws of our business. So once that happens and someone actually breaks the rules or breaks the laws of what, how you're supposed to work, especially with money, it's kind of hard to recover because once they've done that, you really can't trust them moving forward. So I've helped a lot of homeowners through the process of cleaning up the mess and moving on because that's that's what happens when you actually work with someone that's possibly dishonest or deceitful or or something bad's going on in their life and they they have to make a move that is wrong you know so you don't want to work with people that have a are, in, are whose lives are a hot mess and then it's affecting you and your project so i can tell you it's been countless conversations i've had about that and helping people get through it so i think that one of the best ways to kind of make sure you don't hire anyone that has issues or problems is, you know, before you hire anyone, the architect, the interior designer, the contractor, you know, any of these people, you need to do a background check on their, you know, we'll look on their social media, of course, it's normal. And, um, but then actually talk to people they've worked with recently, like in the last year or two, and, you know, ask for a list of references that goes back, you know, I go, my references go back 25 years, but 
you know, I would say go back five years. So at least, you know, and then have them show you the product. So you check the references, you see the work and you talk to people they've actually worked with. And if they, you know, in most cases, you'll find out soon enough through just talking to people if there's some issues out there. But I can't, the due diligence is very important. So the first person you hire usually on your project, if you're not working with someone like me, for example, is you hire an architect. So the first person, the first, that first person, the, the, the questions you want to ask of him, because the architect plans are the plans. And then the interior design gets layered onto that, just so you know, and the engineers work alongside of him. So the architect, the first question you want to ask is, are you good at remodels? Are you, or are you, are you better at new construction? So depending on your project, you want to know what he specializes in because some architects only do ground up, which is new homes built from scratch, which is fabulous. But if, the, if you have a remodel, your architect might not be a good match because he's not interested in or talented or has experience in remodels. And remodels is a lot more work, a lot more field work and a lot more evaluation with you know, really it boils down to the structural engineer getting involved day one, but you want to ask them what their experience level is in the two different arenas because, and then of course, never hire an architect that does commercial for your residential <laughs> project because he's your friend or something. Just don't go there. Just hire the right person that does what specializes in what you're doing. Cause you just, you know, I've heard those stories too. Oh, but it's my friend. He does commercial and he's going to help me with my residential for a cheaper price. I'm like, no, don't do that. Hire people that know what they're doing and specialize in what you want done. So then after your architect, you have your interior designer and she might be a space planner. She might not, but your interior designer, which is also commonly referred to as the decorator is someone you need to interview that because this person needs to know how to draw. So the um, big, my pet peeve is that a lot of designers don't know how to draw. So they don't know the architectural end of it, which is space planning because you can't get the sofa to fit unless you know how to draw it and put it in the room and measure. So the designer needs to be a space planner and good at that. And then her vision on the concept and of the getting all the furniture in there starts with her or him listening to you because you don't want their style. Well, you want a style, but you want them to, you want to know they're listening to you and getting your style put on the paper. And then, then it turned into actual soft goods. So the whole thing with your designer, just like your architect is, are they listening to what you want or is there a good communication? You know, are they really paying attention? Cause if they're not good listeners, the house isn't going to look like what you told them. So your interior designer's biggest super challenge is listening to you and then um, being able to measure and do space planning and drawing. And then how are they presenting the project to you? Because the, the, the boards, the color boards, we call them mood boards, the color boards, you know, look at the, their process and how are they going to present to you to get you to where you want? Because in this business, you need to see it on paper or on the computer screen in 3D before they build it. And before they, they purchase anything. So it's all about the designer's ability to listen and then present to you because they're the one that's taking your lifestyle and, and turning it into soft goods. You know, the questions on your lifestyle and turning it into actual products they buy. So that's a huge, 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 huge questions. So when you go to hire your contractor, it's the same process. Go to the 
you know, referral list, go back five years and then try to talk to the people the contractors worked with for the, at least five years, and especially the year before, just to make sure everything's going great. And then, and then meet the contractor, just like you'd meet the architect and the interior designer and see if you get along and see how his personality is. And then, you know, see if you enjoy, think you're going to enjoy working with them, but the contractor's um, references, it's all about his reputation. Um, on the street, kind of, you know, how, how is he? Is he organized? You know, is he a good boss? Is Does he have good employees? Does he have good subs? Because the construction is all about that team under the contractor because the contractor is running, a, like me, I'm running a huge orchestra of people. And if the contractor has a lot of turnover and, you know, there's gossip about, you know, people, no, you know, not liking him and something's going on bad, then you need to pay attention to that. So, the only way you find that out is talking to other people he's worked with and seeing if he stayed on time and budget, if there's a bunch of drama. So you find that out through your research and your due diligence, but also when you meet the person, did he return your calls? Did he show up on time? Is he a conscious listener? So does he seem organized? Or I always say he, isn't that terrible? Um, does the contractor seem organized? <laughs> um, but you know, we can go with Barbara Cochran's, uh, you know, Instagram post about contractors, just go outside and look in their truck. <laughs> if they're organized, if their truck's clean and organized, you're probably, you're good to go. <laughs> so that was my favorite comment. She said about how to choose a contractor, just look in the front seat of his truck. And seriously, I do that with my guys and I give them a hard time because one of them's kind of messy um, because he's, you know, he's just, he carries a lot of stuff around, but I actually look at that too. And I've always looked at that. It's funny. It's how they dress, how they act. Did they show up? You know, you know, what do they look like? Meet them in the morning. What do they look like? Hint, hint. Anyway, you know, just there's a whole thing when you get your eyes on them. So uh, <laughs> that's my tip. So the updating of the homeowner in my book is consistently, um, it's consistent. It, you know, you're constantly updating, but you also have to not just do rapid fire. So I like to create a schedule where I'm updating my clients on Monday and Friday when we're really going through um, the construction process. But some clients, on the other note, some clients don't want a lot of emails and they just kind of trust us and they want an update once a week or once a month. So depending on if they're traveling or they're busy, but I think there should be a weekly update, no matter who you're working with on the plans, the um, designer, you know, the engineers, all of that, those people, there should be an update. Where are we at? What are we doing? So it, I believe it should be weekly. And, uh, and usually there's a little kickoff to the week. What are we doing? And then of course on Friday, everybody gets updated. There's, here's where we're at. So that my my best advice is to get an update weekly because if a month goes by, that's insane. You need to be updated, you know, every week because if they're working for you, even if they're they're not on your project for some reason, and maybe they they got backed up, you need to know so you understand why it's taking this long because everybody's got other jobs too. So I would insist on weekly updates. That's my advice. That'll do it for this episode, and I'll see you right here next week on the Julie Lawton Living Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Julie Lawton Living. For more information or to connect with Julie one-on-one, -on -one, visit julielawtonliving.com. And don't forget, it all starts with a good plan.